Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. So pull up a chair, sit on a sofa, grab your coffee, grab your tea, and come out and join me this fine Sunday morning here in London, Ontario, Canada. Good morning, everybody, everybody all over the world. I hope everybody so far is is, uh, having a good weekend. A little chilly out this morning here in southern Ontario, Canada, but that's okay. It is the time of season. So let's get those thank yous out there to all of our workers and our essential workers and our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire departments, thank you for doing the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you to my guests, my listeners, and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. So I'm having a busy weekend. Um, helping my oldest brother do some home renovations. So getting this show out here first before all that takes place. Well, it's quiet in the home. So I want to talk to you, you know, about you know, when places, cities, towns end up going into another lockdown. So shutting down all non-essential services. Well, while the big boys, the big box stores can open and they can sell non-essential items and of course essential items where the small mom and pa shops have to shutter their doors is it possible to be on a level playing field shuttering the doors of restaurants and bars hair salons, 
anything that is non-essential. Well, back when this happened, over a week ago now, the city of Toronto in the Peel regions, such as Mississauga, Brampton, and Celadon, went into a lockdown. But the big boys could stay open. So this restaurant owner on the first day of the lockdown was going to defy those orders and made it very clear that he was not going to shutter his restaurant and that he was going to allow indoor dining despite the orders. Now, this restaurant owner, um, he was arrested and he was brought up on, on several charges. And he spent the night in jail. And now he is out on a $50,000 Fail. Now, out in Manitoba, where they have their lockdown going on, at the big box stores such as Costco and other and other big box stores, they're allowed to remain open, and they're and they're allowed. Not they were not allowed to sell non-essential items. That means all those aisles that we wander up and down when we go into big box stores. Anything that is not non-essential, it was all blocked off. But there was a Costco in Manitoba that decided that it wasn't going to block off these aisles, and they were fined. $5,000. Now imagine that. A huge corporation like Costco only getting a $5,000 fine. Now imagine a small business, say a small hardware store, or any small business will open up and selling non-essential items, and they got a $5,000 fine, that would really hurt the pocketbook. So, this 33-year-old restaurant owner was behind bars and Canadians offered huge financial support for this for this man's David versus Goliath battle with the city hall in the province. Thousands are asking how a guy could be charged for entering and exiting his own restaurant and if doing so is constitutionally legal. Well, 
he can go into his restaurant, but he can't have guests in his restaurant. Can't have dining open in his restaurant. He'd be able to have online orders and curbside pickup. Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. I'm out here this morning. And what I'm talking about here this morning is the level playing field. Big box stores versus the small bond pops. See, right now in a certain region here in Ontario, the city of Toronto, city of Mississauga, and Brampton, and a little town, Celadon, is under lockdown order. That means non-essential businesses cannot open. But these big box stores are allowed to. So this restaurant owner decided he was going to defy those orders only to find himself charged. He was arrested. He spent the night in jail. And he was out on a $50,000 bail. Now, just before you came on the show, I mentioned uh, the province of Manitoba, where they have lockdown orders going on, and that these big box stores, as like Costco, they were ordered not to sell non-essential items, and that those aisles would have to be blocked off, except for this one Costco in Manitoba wasn't doing that and that Costco was fined $5,000. Well, that's really nothing for a big box store. Will you imagine finding a small business $5,000 for opening against the mandated orders of being closed? That would be a real hard hit in the pocketbook for a small business. So this restaurant owner in Toronto, he, like before he was arrested and everything like that, he did this on, on you know, four days in a row. Opening his restaurant, allowing people come in for in, in indoor dining. Right, they get they they do absolutely. They they get punished for not for for not uh, complying, and this is what's happening with this small restaurant owner. But you know, if you find a, a big Costco five thousand dollars, I mean that's real. That's nothing, the Costco. But that's something to a small business owner. You're going to get fined five thousand dollars. So 
you know, under these mandated orders, I mean, it's really unfortunate that, you know, that these big box stores can can remain open, but these small places can't. Now, when you go here to a restaurant where I where I live, um, we're allowed five people at a table. And before you enter that restaurant, you have to wear a mask and they take your name and they take your, your phone number for contact tracing. Small stores that people go to shop in, um, we're only allowing a few customers in at a time. And where the big box stores, you go to these big box stores anytime and there'd be hundreds of people in these big box stores. Now remember that this virus is a community spread virus. I feel safer if I go to a smaller store to purchase something, if I can get it there. And generally we can, selling the big box stores sell pretty much anything everybody else sells anyways. I will go there for during this pandemic. So there, there hasn't been a, a GoFundMe campaign put together um, to uh, help, you know, with with the legal defense for this owner who was arrested on Thursday after defying the COVID nineteen pandemic emergency lockdown orders to vacate his Etobicoke restaurant. So this small business owner was charged with obstructing police trespassing and other counts related to his decision to enter his restaurant and had its locks changed by the order of the city and the health staff and the health department and he was released from from the police after making bail and being ordered to court he, he yeah he can't go within 200 meters of his own business So if a small business can control who's coming in and out compared to a big box store, wouldn't you feel safer walking into a small business whether it's only allowable, maybe up to three to five people in at a, at a single time. And even right now with the Christmas shopping going on, people going to Walmarts, uh, whatever, you know, to do your Christmas shopping or you go into the mall. Even the stores like in the city where I live, even the stores in those malls are only allowing so many people in their stores at a time. So what's happening in Toronto with the lockdown in the city of Toronto, those people are going to the other regions 
to go shopping. Going all to the other major malls outside of the city of Toronto. Now watching the news, I mean, there's even lineups to get into other malls. Because the big Eaton Center downtown Toronto is closed. So where is the level playing field? You know, the Walmarts, they can sell all non-essential items, any essential items. Walmarts have grocery stores in, in, their, in their stores now. Of course, Costco has as well. So why should these big stores be allowed to sell on all non-essential items? No, the, the small stores cannot sell non-essential items. Any, any store, any business that is deemed non-essential has to close. But these big box stores can sell all non-essential items. So I'm saying is why can't we just have a level playing field? Small businesses can can have better crowd control than a big box store. Like only allowing so many people in at a time. There's no crowd control in a Costco. There's no crowd control in a Walmart. So these people in these lockdown areas are, are spreading out and going to all these other areas where they were, they're not in a lockdown and they, and they go shopping. Drives more people into those areas. And while these other small businesses in their city in the lockdown cannot open. It's not like these small businesses you know, they have a chain of them. Now some, now some restaurant owners do. They'll have a chain of restaurants. You know, but your average mom and pa shop, that's just the one store that they have. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yes and no, you know. Um, like I say, out in Manitoba, um, the Costco's out there were ordered to close their aisles that had non-essential items in those aisles. So they can control that, but a $5,000 fine to a Costco store? I mean, that's just a drop in a bucket. Compared to a small business, if they opened and, and started selling their non-essential items and they got a $5,000 fine, 
Well, that just eats right into their profit. I think there, I think there is better ways uh, of doing things with this COVID nineteen going on. And I look, I understand that for health reasons, I, I, I get it. You know, but when you have better control on your patrons than a big box store, like I said, I'd feel safer going to a small store. Like I go to a, you know, to a small lumber store instead of running out to a Costco. And also what we have here in Canada is a Rona, and that's the same thing as a Costco. So we have the small building supply companies. They sell all the lumber, they sell all the hardware, they sell all the tools as well. But where do we deem non-essential? I mean, not just for, you know, the, the uh, independent contractors you know they'll need to pick up supplies or the do-it-yourselfers you know to go get your supplies to do to do your renovations on your home are these non-essentials or they are are they are they essential Is it essential for the do-it-yourselfer, or is it just essential for for the for the uh, for the contract? Online ordering, curbside pickup, these small businesses can do, but they cannot have anybody in their store. But has that become, you know, a hassle for some? You do your lawn, your online ordering. It's not going to be ready for a couple of days. They might get it ready that day for you. And yet you can just go out to a big box store because it's there. It's, it's ready. Get it done. Out you go. I haven't myself personally heard of any outbreaks in small business, small restaurants. Yes, this is a community spread. And, and what I feel is that the governments need to be more transparent of where these infections are being picked up. You know, where in my city where I live? You know, we have an outbreak in one of our hospitals here in the city of London. The University Hospital. They have over 20 cases that has spread out through several floors of that hospital. 
how the hell did that happen? Where in the community did these individuals get infected? I said, I think the governments need to be more transparent because we hear about cases. Oh, we got we got 12 cases today in the city of London. So where in the city did they contract the virus? Was it an outbreak in a restaurant? Was it an outbreak in a big box store? An outbreak at, at, you know, another job they go to or the work that they go to, office, whatever. Where is it coming from? How are they contracting this, this, this virus? So when you have people traveling to other surrounding areas to go shopping because your area is in lockdown, hundreds more, thousands of more are going out, spreading out around the whole metropolitan area of Toronto that is not in a lockdown. Is that just putting more people at risk? I don't know. I really don't know because, you know, when I hear about, you know, cases going up all the time and I'm scratching my head and I'm thinking, well, where are that? Like, where are they contracting this virus? Look, I, I drive, I drive transport for a living. I'm a city driver. And I deliver to um Toronto and all the surrounding areas and pick up and come home every day. I'm forever sanitizing my hand because I have it in my truck. Wearing my mask. Being vigilant as as, as possible as, as possible as, as I can. I even downloaded the, the COVID-19 app that would send me an alert if I had come in contact with somebody who has COVID. Now that app only works if that individual who has COVID had downloaded that app and was truthful. That's how that app works. So I try to safeguard myself as much as possible and small businesses, I feel are more safeguarded than the large corporations. You know, small business is, you know, it's like the backbone of, of the economy. And this just puts out more and more people out of work. You know, 20, a 28 day lockdown 
you know, well, I'll just say a month. And especially this time of year where, you know, all businesses rely on their shoppers to come in, you know, and, and um, have a good season. And because, you know, coming January and February, a lot of things slow down. And you notice that, too, after Christmas, you know, and after the, um, uh, the big sales, everything just quiets down. You know, you could go into a mall and, and fire a cannon and, and not hit anything. So this is the time of year, too, that, you know, businesses, you know, is most profitable, and, and including restaurants. Because people like to go out to eat after shopping. So now all these people on these lockdown areas are going to, like I said, they're going to go all to the out, outer regions of, of Toronto. Potentially spreading it or potentially catching it. But for this guy, you know, yes, he was defiant. Yes, it was ordered that the, these non-essential businesses had to close. It's unfortunate, you know, for these for these small businesses. And I just think there should be a level playing field. And I think that these big box stores, you know, should sort of kind of help out too by not selling non-essential items. You know, Costco and Walmarts They'll survive this. At the end of the day, there's probably going to be a lot of small businesses closed permanently. Where these people have worked through the, all the ups and downs and trials and tribulations. And then only to be hit with another lockdown. It's going to be, it's going to be painful. You know, and as, and as we're, and as we're waiting uh, for, you know, this vaccine, you know, we're still going to have to follow these rules. There's still going to be infection rates. You know, it's not like the entire world is going to get the vaccine all at the same time and everybody injected at once. It's not how it works. The logistics of this on an epic level
you know. And even afterwards, and how long is this going to take? Just, just think for a second about the United States, the population of the United States. And when this vaccine rolls out, how long do you think that's going to take to vaccinate that population? And then, of course, there's people out there who are totally against vaccines. The virus is still going to spread. Eventually, hopefully, we can pray for this. Eventually, some point in time, that there will be very low cases to no transmission. But how long do you think that is going to take? The population of the world. I mean, what are we at? Seven and a half billion people. How long do you think this is going to take? You know, we have we have regions across Canada that has has very low case count. You know, it's sporadic all over the country here in Canada. But right now, out in, in um, Alberta, they have the highest infection rate. You would think Ontario, being the largest province of all of Canada, would have the highest infection rate percentage-wise. You know, we have, um, I think, a little over 300,000 cases in the entire country. 11,000 people have died to this, to this virus. I mean, Canada is trying to hold its own. But this virus is just, it's just popping up everywhere. Even into the Northwest Territories, where the populations are, are a whole lot smaller. And, you know, we have to get them, you know, the, 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 the medical support that they need. You know, for a very small community, they have 10 cases. I mean, that, that, you know, that whole community, you know, will have to shut down completely in order and hopefully to get it under control. And it's expensive enough out there as it is for the, for the cost of living to buy food and everything else like that is, you know, 10 times more expensive 
I was reading an article the other day. If I go to the grocery store here and I buy a box of Tide for $7.99, that same box of Tide in the Northwest Territories is 30 bucks. And these small communities, you know, are having these outbreaks of COVID. But, you know, when we have this, this problem that we're having this community spread virus, and the top health officials, the medical officers, you know, they have the authority to close businesses, to shut down the community, to shut down the city. And we all have to you know, abide by it, right? And then we have, of course, you are, you know, the, the anti-marches. And the people that organize these marches, um, we had, uh, I think it was last weekend, we had one here in the city where I live. And the organizers were charged for organizing these, this anti-march. They could face up to $10,000 in fines for organizing an anti-march or a rally or whatever you want to call it. There is a church out in Manitoba that is defying the mandated rules, still allowing their, their, their congregation to be inside and outside. See, the rules here in Ontario right now is that we can have up to 10 people in our household. Or we can have 25 people in the backyard as long as there's room for social distancing. But you can't have both. Now, this church also has had like they're um, like a, a, a drive-in setting where you pull into the parking lot and you remain in your car. Somehow that is illegal too. If you have 30 cars in your parking lot and everybody's remaining in their cars and you, and, and you have your, your speakers outside of, of your church 
Why shouldn't that be allowed? No one's getting out of their cars, you know? So there's not more than 25 people outside, they're sitting in their cars. But we allow hundreds of people to go into these big box stores and we allow nobody to go into small business. Somehow that just seems to be unfair. I understand, you know, they should be able to, they should be able to be open. Because they, the small businesses can control how many people that come into their store. If they place a sign outside their stores that say five people maximum, then it's five people maximum. A couple people come out of the store, a couple people go in the store. Where they have no control of how many people are going into a big box store. Restaurants should still be able to open up because they can limit how many people come into the restaurant. And that goes throughout the day. So always customers coming in and coming out. I don't see why that can't work. But like I said, we need to know where people are becoming infected. Where is the community spread happening? I haven't heard of it happening in any of these small businesses. I read the news a lot. I watch the news a lot. I mean, I mean, it gives me ideas to talk about on my podcast, right? And mayors of other um, areas of of uh, Toronto, you know, you go to North York, or um, you go to Scarborough. And they're basically asking people from the city of Toronto not to come to those areas. And asking people from the Mississauga area not to go to those areas. You know, for shopping or dining or whatever the case may be. I mean, you close down an eighth of the metropolitan Toronto area 
of a population of about 10 million. And you shut down a quarter of that or an eighth of that. And then you say, then you expect people not to come to, out to the other areas. Of course they're going to. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm at the end of the day, you know, at the end of at the end of the day, for these areas that are in lockdown after the 28 days, it's gonna be interesting to see where this community spread came from. As the numbers keep going up, and they can't say. The, the, you know, the health officials cannot come back and say, oh, it's still coming from the city of Toronto. But wait a minute, it's the city of Toronto's in a lockdown. Or Mississauga, you can't say it came from there because they're in a lockdown. Or the little town of Celadon, you can't say it came from there because they're in a lockdown. So where are we going to find out? Where the more transmissions of this virus came from. Because right now, the province of Ontario is seeing on, on average about 1,800 cases a day. And before this lockdown in Toronto and the Peel region, um, those regions were, you know, had the most three quarters of it that's why they they ended up in a lockdown so it's just going to be a wait and see now you know when this lockdown is over and, and where the community spread is coming from It's unfortunate that they just can't be on a level playing field. The small businesses matter. Small business is important. Small businesses should be able to open in those regions because like I said, they have a, the better ability to control who comes in the stores or restaurants than these massive big box stores. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this morning. And let's get those thank yous out there to all of our workers and our essential workers and our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses and our paramedics and our police and our fire department I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to my guests, my listeners, and my followers. I thank you for taking the time 
out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. And now, without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we will rock out the rest of the show. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Come out and join me tomorrow morning on the Monday Morning Show, Coffee with You at 9 a.m.